look at somebody like, yeah, he's got some of the same characteristics I used to carry. Like, yeah. It's a pin-up anger. Like, I wonder if when he delivered me from anger, he took away like fighting skills. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out. Let's find out. <laughs> Scott's excited about this. I'm telling it's like you, Samson losing his power. <laughs> I've got some. Uh, I got some uh, some hidden talent. I see, man. I, I do. Jujitsu, jujitsu, Brazilian, <laughs> BJJ. Arms. I've got every. I've got every Rocky over there. That's all I need. <laughs> he's there not a go. man. He's a piece of iron. <laughs> the Italian stallion. <laughs> Welcome to the Kingdom Ringer podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is episode number 24. We are excited to be here. We got some special guests. The The studio is full hey, yeah. today. Yeah. The studio is full. I want to remind you guys to rate, review, subscribe, and share these episodes with your friends, your family. You can check us out on iTunes. If you go on iTunes, you want to rate and review the podcast. Go on there. It's simple to, to give us a five-star rating and tell us. What you think, you can check us out on Spotify, on Google Play, on Podbean, and our YouTube page at KB Podcast, or at the Kingdom Bringer Podcast on YouTube. Check us out on Facebook at KB Podcast. Become a follower and share us with your friends. We want to have the whole world know who the Kingdom Bringer Podcast is. So share us with your friends on Facebook. We update the latest episodes to the page and we want to interact with you guys as well. And again, if you have any questions or comments, email us at the kingdom bringers, plural at gmail.com. And if you are interested in partnering with us financially, there's a way to give the information is in the show notes. You simply text the word will roads W I L R O A D S to seven, seven, nine, seven, seven through PushPay. You'll get a link. It's super simple. Check it out. The information is in the show notes. Scott Tilly, what's going on, bro? Just trying to get my prayer on over here. You kind of cut me off, but that's all right. I see that. (laughs) Amen. Chris, what's going on? Not much, man. I'm actually not praying right now. So um, You're praying praying for your phone to stop ringing. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to make sure it's off so we don't have any interruptions over here. (laughs) Dude, I'm excited. I've never sat down with Chris. Last time you had him, I wasn't. No, you've been here. Well, wait. One time. The first time, I think, right? The yes, second time you weren't that's here. That's right. The first time, yeah, you were here. That's See how you right. forgot about me, bro? Yep. <laughs> He's forgettable. He's forgettable. I, I'm, I'm usually not for loss of words, but I, I kind of am right now. If I, only I his boss bad. would forget him. We all fall short, bro. <laughs> if we only his boss would forget him during lunch. <laughs> oh, that's man. funny, man. So we had, a, we had a uh, praise and prayer rally last night for the community. Like usual, like most things in Chris's life, he walked in late. Yeah. Maybe that's why I forgot about him. Maybe that, so. That was it. Maybe that so. Was it. Got, a Scott. Lot of, got a lot of callings on my life right now. Scott, yeah, that's it. Got a lot of <laughs> irons. He's got a lot of irons. On there the you fire. go. Scotty, what'd you think about last night, man? Dude, I thought it was amazing. Every time God's people drop denomination and come together, like the spirit manifests in, a, in an amazing way. And it was nothing short of that. Um, I just, like, when I leave those things, I just, I'm ready for the next one. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Kind yeah. of a deal. Like, I, yeah. I'm just ready for God's people to just to come together again. Um, and it, it helps when you have anointed men with a microphone speaking. You yes. Know? And, that, and that's, 
listening to Kirk Larson, listening to Jeff I didn't Fire, have a microphone. Listen, <laughs> your presence was <laughs> enough, man. <laughs> Jason and you know I, I know I'm not mentioning all of them, but um, there's some awesome. Jeff Hires tore it up. Yeah, I I just said Jeff, but that's okay. We you did say Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, he did, man. It was good. That it, his he presented a challenge. With the gospel that like Jesus brought, you know, yeah. like like here's here's the word, here's a living word, and you take what you what's been grafted to you and given to you, and now you go do it. Code and that's Oscar, th- th- yeah, Code Oscar. Code Oscar with with Ryan Webster, dude, mm. that wrecked me. I, I was bawling. I don't know if you caught my ugly cry up in the front pew there, but I, I did. So I, he when <laughs> gonna, he started talking, you about guys can that, check out the ugly face at KB Podcast on <laughs> Facebook. It'll be posted. <laughs> It was it was so good, man, and I just I I don't think those things need to be as hard to to make happen. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? And and yes. I'm not and I'm not saying like no, it, it, it like that should be something that we should be striving for monthly instead of spacing out, you know, and waiting for and having to build it up and promote oh, dude, it. Yeah. Just coming together, ha- something magic happens in the kingdom, man. Like. Yeah. When the when the one twenty were in the upper room, they were just in waiting, man. Like, okay, what do you want to do, Holy Spirit? How are you going to manifest? And he showed up, and that's what happened last night. And I don't know how many were in that room. Probably one hundred twenty. I mean, it looked about like that. That'd have been really yeah. cool if we actually hit that exact number. But I um, I turned away quite a few just so we could keep the one twenty. <laughs> told him not to come. Yeah. Told him not to come. We got to <laughs> yep. keep it at one twenty. Yep. We got to so, keep it. We got to keep it biblical. Yeah, man, and, and I, again, I, I did this last night, but I, just to honor Laura a little bit with her vision that God gave her, man, and, and just um, putting boots to the ground to make that happen and, and grabbing people that God has positioned for um, that movement, it was just, it's pivotal on her on her end to listen so attentively to the Holy Spirit and to, she's really a spur, she really does, like, that's ER on the end of spur, spurrer, she spurs people, man, like, the little messages throughout the week or whatever in the emails like, Hey guys getting excited about this. Like that kind of stuff is just good, man. Like just keeps you focused on what's important and to kind of get you out of your regular Sunday or your Saturday service and comes, uh, come together with, with kingdom people for kingdom alignment. And that's just what I saw last night. So it's good. I had a good time. I thought it was fun. Chris, you're quiet, bro, man. If you want to go back to work, man, go back to work. No, man, I'm just listening, man. When Scott starts talking, sometimes you just uh, zone in and just listen, man. He's zone in and to... listen, or or fall asleep. That's <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> so we wanted to to dig in a little bit to a specific topic in regards to seeking man's approval. It's actually something that's been on my heart a lot mm. lately, and I feel like um, we actually have kind of more of a reason to dive into it. I had a conversation with Scott the other day on the phone and he was, he had some fresh revelation about that, that topic. And I did too. Um, last weekend, last week had a good, uh, type of freedom session. It was a, I don't know, more of a healing session, I guess that kind of took me back to a time in my life, pinpointed some areas and, the Lord really showed me from that moment on seeking man's approval was very important to me from, Mm -hmm. from that, that time in my life. And, uh, Scott, I want to let you kind of talk a little bit about the, it's going to be some raw, maybe some, some raw Mm -hmm. emotion you're going to share with us, but, um, where this came up for you this last week. 
Yeah, uh, there's just a level of vulnerability that um, I think we have to tap into to to receive just the greatest uh, the greatest blessing of what He has for us in that moment, uh, and, and it's all about being vulnerable in front of Him first of all, and then it just kind of transcends to people. But um, the story goes like this. <laughs> I was in my office last week, um, just really seeking. I didn't really care what it looked like. I just wanted to get alone with my dad, and I'm gonna do the best I can. Not to, I get really emotional. Um, I know this sounds crazy through a podcast, but when you put three or four guys in the same room that are sp- filled with the Spirit of God, I don't care if you're cracking jokes or golfing. Like I, I just, I, I seek the presence. Like we seek the presence of God, and when He manifests, it's hard for me not to cry. But. Um, like I feel him right now. Like I just I feel him in this room. But I, I was in my office alone, and which lately I think we can get schedules so you know, and our schedules can be so busy that um, we we don't really take the time needed to get alone with Daddy. You know, and 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 it really he was calling me to that place all week, and I finally was like, and I'm not saying I didn't, I wasn't in the Word and I wasn't reading, but <clears throat> being intentional about being on my face in front of him. You know. And so I'm in my office and all of a sudden the spirit of God just, he shows up and he starts showing me this pruning process that he wants to do with me. And he starts kind of showing me all these things that I've erected, so to speak, on my own and in my life and how I've relied on my giftings and not the anointing in so many areas, you know. And I used to, I was always the kid that was like, I don't really have a lot of giftings. I'm good with a football you know, there was a time in my life, like Chris talks about this, how we can idolize some of the things that we're good at. And I was seeing that in myself with ministry. You know, I used to be girls and drinking and all this, but I saw it in ministry, not for the first time, but I saw the pruning process that he wanted to do with me. And, and um, the Bible says to humble yourself, like, and then you'll be exalted. Like, I think a lot of people are looking for a platform. And if I'm real with you, when I first started speaking, it was still out of a place of learning and healing of my past. So it was like, yeah, well, okay, I was good at that, but now I guess I'll be good at this. Just give me a mic and I'll preach the gospel. And um, the Lord just began to show me all these things in my life leading up to that that direct moment in, in the office. And I was weeping. I was crying, crocodile tears. And I got on the floor on my face and um, I was just like crying out to him. Like if, if it takes you taking this church, taking this ministry, like I'm prepared to lose my family for you. Like, I don't care how much has to be pruned away from me. I'm willing to die for that because I've elevated these other things and, and I've seen giftings in my life, you know, um, help people. But if it's in, if it's out of any place, but from the presence of God, then I'm actually hurting them. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And uh, he just began to show me, like, I'm not mad at you, but there's so much more I want to give you. You know, I'm not mad at you, but I'm going to prune this off of you, and I'm going to prune that off of you. We've talked about this thing called trimming the fat, you know, how it hurts. Like, and that was just, I think, I gave a message Sunday about David using his own armor and and refusing Saul's. Like, I, I understand that you're king. I understand that you you know you carry a, a certain anointing. As a matter of fact, if you read on those chapters later, when um, one of the people uh, that that is with uh, David when he finds Saul dead to rights, they have him dead to rights. He's like, "Let me run this spear through him, man. I won't have to hit him twice. One time, it's done." And David goes, "Don't touch God's anointed." Hmm. You know, 
even though he was in a position to be able to do that, David knew his position, even though he was already anointed. <clears throat> and I'll try to land this plane, but but the Lord began to show me if you rely on your giftings instead of the anointing, and the anointing comes from Jesus, so does the giftings, but there's there's something about the anointing that you only receive through the presence of God. You can work out, out your giftings all day long, but if you don't have the anointing and you don't have um, the presence of getting alone with God, then that stuff's just kind of subliminal to me. Like if I if I'm not spending time with him and learning um, what he thinks about me and what he thinks about this next step in ministry, and th- then all of it's in vain, man. Like you can build you can build this hierarchy of chains of events in your life, and you can you can move unseemingly like easily. Like I've seen ministers do it all the time, and then all of a sudden it's just the fall, boom. And it's because we've elevated our gifts above the gift giver. We don't chase the gifts. Yeah. The Bible says that signs and wonders follow those who believe. They should be following me. I shouldn't be trying to manifest these things and out of thin air. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like when Jesus is at the forefront of that, man, and that's what he was showing me. When my son is at the forefront of the ministry, then things will start to collide in a beautiful way. And you'll start to experience the peace that you haven't had in the last couple months. He was really showing me that, like, you're striving for this peace, but you're going about it the wrong way. Doing more ministry is not going to give you peace. You know, being being stranded on an island of, of seclusion because you're doing so many things and you're losing, you know, relationships in your family, right? Like, if you're just doing ministry, then what's the point? Like, it's all about Jesus, man. And you're not always going to have a perfect picture, a picture perfect, clear vision of what that next step looks like. I think about Abram and how he's just like, go, go to the land where I will show you. What land? Just go. Mm. Leave your family, leave your livestock, leave your home, leave, just go. And man, that that time that, that that was just me and him. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you can do ministry with a hundred different people and the spirit can move and things can be going on, but but there's something about that time with the Father, it like builds you up to step into that destiny instead of the other way around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's good. So that I don't know. I, I just feel like I don't want to do this if it's not for him. You know, and he was telling me that. Don't do it if it's not for me. You're your get your your righteousness is like filthy rags to me. Like if you're just doing it to get a platform, then don't do it. You know, I'd rather Amen. you sit right here in this place with me alone than go out and preach to two people or two hundred or two thousand. I'd rather you sit right here if if you're just looking for a platform. You know, yeah. and that was where the tears came from, man. That was like it wasn't like my dad was scolding me. It was mm. like he was pruning me. Yeah. He's like, you see yourself this way, but this is actually how I see you. Wow. And it's more important the way I view, the, view you than you view yourself. That's good, That's good man. How about you, Chris? What's, um, have you ever dealt with <clears throat> struggling with that? Like yeah. seeking man's approval? This, is, this has been a huge deal for me. I think it's interesting that you guys asked me to come on because I was a professional basketball player, man. Yeah. Like my life was pleasing people. Yeah. Mm. You have to perform. You have to do and like ministry 
It's, I mean, it's the exact opposite. Like you don't perform like the spirit moves through you. So I had to get stripped away from my whole approach to life for years and years and years. And um, the Lord did that. But he showed me how to move forward after like he stripped me from that. He's like, OK, well, how did this get taken away from you? It was through your commitment to me. It was through your time with me. But as I began to grow, he started kind of showing me the importance of receiving my validation from him, because if I basically all of us are going to want validation. Yeah. Every single person in life wants validation. If you don't get it from the father, you're going to get it from somebody somewhere yeah. else. So he showed me that really quickly because he's like, what I'm calling you to do. I mean, being the teacher, the guy that's like sometimes it's some hard truths to receive, you know, whenever you're bringing that forth in the churches. I mean, I had to preach in a religious church about how God destined the order of service to go. Right. That was tough, man. Yeah. And I actually had a pastor get up after me and say, I want to make some corrections on what it like. Uh-huh. It was that kind of stuff. because wow. He was he was offended. But it was like, this is the word. I preach the word of God. So yeah. there's there are some things that, you know, a lot of people sometimes don't want to hear. But if my mindset is. I'm not going to say it because they don't want to hear it, then. I'm getting my validation from them. And you can't serve two masters. Come on. So if I'm so concerned with what people think about me, then I'm going to disregard how my father feels about me. And I'm going to walk in a way that's not pleasing to him, but that's pleasing to people. And man's ways are not his ways. So I'm going to be doing things that are not pleasing to him because Mm. I'm worried about what people think about me. So I have to literally... And you said perfect. It's the alone secret time with him. That's the only thing that keeps me and saves me from worrying about what people think, because it is hard. Like, I'd be lying if I was like, oh, yeah, I I don't ever care what people think about me, man. That is a lie. If somebody tells you that they don't ever. That's not true. It's hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, what what runs our society right now? Social media. That's all social media is, is getting validation. How many likes you get? How many loves you get? Like, how many views you get? Like. Our whole world centers around getting validation from people. And if you don't cling to the father, you're going to fall right into that. So that's my only protection from it. And I just thank God for bringing me to a point where I can realize it. And I still have to cling to him every day or I'll fall right back into it just like before. Yeah, because it's it's tough. I mean, social media is a great platform for ministry. It is a great platform for for Christians to get the gospel out for and for people to make a, a healthy brand mm-hmm. you know, to get a healthy brand going. But there that's, that's so true, man. As, as we start doing these Facebook lives and we start doing things, there's times I catch myself, how many comments, how many likes, how many hearts, how many thumbs ups. Yeah. And it is something that it, it it's easy to get wrapped up in that. And especially we got five guys doing these videos. Yep. You start comparing how many hearts did Chris get? How many likes? <laughs> yeah, did man. Scott, see. Wow, Chris has went over two thousand. Yeah, mine's only at three hundred. You know, you do that. Yeah. And so there's a fine line there where it's like, wh- why are we doing it? Yeah. Why am I doing this video? Come on, man. Chris you know? hit it, man. It's it's a it's a society of validation, and you're gonna get it somewhere, whether it's social media, whether it's in sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I mean. You're going to get your validation somewhere. And, and I think social media can feed that. I think there's a healthy side to it. 
I for think sure. It, I guarantee you there's not a one of those 2.3K people that saw him in, in, in Tara's video that weren't like, what a blessing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if they saw it anything other than, man, this guy's portraying Jesus, then they read it wrong. Yep. Yeah. Because when I hear him speak, I don't ever, I never see this man puff himself up. Never. In, in the whole time that I've known him, I've never seen him, well, I'm this or I'm that. Like, he lets the word of God speak through him so well. He needs no validation. And the Amen. beautiful thing about it is, is he struggles with it. And he's open admittedly that like, yeah. like me, like people look at us and I think they just assume, <laughs> man, these guys had a ministry handed to him and look at him going, no. dude, this, this happens in, in, in the trenches, bro. That's the exact word that came to my this mind in the trenches. in the trenches and anything good you see in us is from the father. That's it. That's it, man. Anything good you see in us is from the Father. And the fact that he will use you when you're in the sludge and in the grudge, and mm-hmm. that's the realness that people need, man. That's the videos. That's the live feed that they need to hear. The problems that him and Tara had, the issues that were off right off the bat, like that's the things where people are like, oh, my goodness, he's well, actually relatable. Well, think about it. That's the the boasting in the weaknesses, yeah. right? We're boasting in our weaknesses. Yeah. I'm okay that I struggled with anger. I'm okay that I struggled with lust. I'm okay that I struggled with getting validation from people. I'm okay because when I embrace that, then it invites the strength of Christ into my yeah. life. And that's the whole mindset that I've adapted in my life. Mm. It's okay that I'm not perfect. Yeah. Cause he's perfect. Yeah, come on. You know, so I'm fine with it. You know, you're okay with it because you're on the other side of it. Exactly. You're so okay with it, and and that's that's just I love that because in in retrospect of that to anybody listening, man, like he doesn't he doesn't value you any different than where you're at in the grudge and the sludge than he does on the other side of it. Mm -mm. And I think that he's the perfect. Chris and Tara, both well, all of us are just good examples of that. Anybody for sure. Anybody who's in Christ is a perfect example of for that. For sure, for sure. So that's yeah. good. No, I think uh, Ryan Lestrange. I know Scott. You know who he is. I don't know if you've ever. Oh yeah, heard yeah, of I've Ryan heard Lestrange. Yeah, he's kind of an apostle, definitely an apostolic voice. Um, wild, crazy dude. He's posted so many things that have just hit on this for me because it's something I've always struggled with, man. I've always struggled with um, needing needing people to like me, you know. And I mm-hmm. think that's where the the sense of humor probably comes from. I think that's where the the joking comes from. Is just the icebreaker mentality of of. I thought that was an anointing. It's an anoint. <laughs> it's turned into one. Oh, okay. It's turned into one. <laughs> Um, started Great. off unhealthy, but the Lord's blessed it and it's, it's good. <laughs> sure. So just a couple examples of some things that, that Lestrange has posted that are just for me. He posted them for me. You are not everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. Mm. Be yes. comfortable with who God created you to be and trust that you will reach the right people. That's it. Good. That's simple. That's a that's simple, simple thing. It's good stuff. That man. Not everybody is going to like my flavor. That not everyone's going to like my humor. Mm. Not everyone's going to like my personality. And that doesn't mean that we don't walk in and, and have grace for things and maybe, you know, bring things down to people's level. But as far as changing who I am, it's it's okay. Like I can change that and not be offended, I guess is what I'm saying. Got I, it. I can walk into a room and say, you know what? 
I need to tone down the sarcasm. I need to tone down the whatever without being offended, without like, what? They don't like me? Yeah. You know? and yeah. It, so I want to talk, you know, I was talking with Ray Sturdivant. He's a, a dude from Dallas. Mining um, the truth. Mining the truth ministries. He, d- he does some uh, inner healing and deliverance type ministry. Um, I just really felt the Lord and was spurred on by a, a couple friends to call up Ray and, and have him do kind of a quick little phone, kind of a drive-by phone session with me. And uh, I just believed that moving forward in this ministry that we're, that we're doing, I wanted to make sure that my closets were cleaned out, that my corners were swept, you know, that there wasn't something there that was going to come up. And um, so we're sitting there and I'm, I'm in a hotel room actually last week. And I'm very glad I was in a hotel room and not in my home with my wife watching because I made those ugly faces you were talking about, Scott. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and it's, it's, just, it's a simple, a simple practice, man. Ray's like, we're going to ask the father to pinpoint some pain and some hurt in your life. And he, he really believes that there's any kind of um, bitterness and anger and issues that you face right now come from a time when you were seven years or younger. He just, 90% of the people that he's dealt with. Wow. Something, something traumatic happened to them seven years or younger. And so he, he goes into it kind of wanting to go back that far in your life, trying to pinpoint a moment that, that the, where a lie entered your mind. And the crazy thing about a lie is if I tell Chris Hagen to go back and find some lies, he's not going to be able to do it because the very fact that it's a lie, mm-hmm. it's a, it's deception, right? So wow. that lie has become your truth. Wow. So, so for you, it's not a lie, mm. right? And you've accepted because, it because the enemy has come in and done this lie and this deception and you've mm-hmm. taken it and turned it into truth. So it's Whoa. impossible for you by yourself to just look back and find all these lies that the enemies, you know, mm-hmm. had you buy into you need to ask the Lord and the Lord's going to walk you through some things. So we were doing that and I was prepared to go back. You know, my parents got divorced when I was like nine, nine years old, 10 years old. I was prepared to go back there. I really don't have a whole lot of memories from before that. I just don't. And so I was, I was prepared, but the the Lord took me to my freshman year of high school. And so I'm sitting there. I told Ray and Ray's like, yeah, let's go back a little farther. And I was like, I'm trying. I just can't, like the Lord keeps taking me to this, this moment in high school. And so we go there and the Lord's bringing back to my memory. And it's, it's something that probably I forgot about for 15 years. But like two years ago, the Lord kind of brought this back to my mind and he did it again this last week. So my freshman year, and I'm just going to get, it's going to be kind of graphic, not like explicit, but just, yeah. I walked into the high school. It's a small town high school in Kansas. And everybody in the hallway backs up against the wall, backs against the wall. And I have no idea what's going on. And so I'm just walking to my locker and kind of looking around. Everybody's like, what the heck? Everybody's backed up against the wall as I come through. They part and just back up against the wall. I go to my locker and I open my locker up 
and plastered with sticky notes. It says, Darren is a fag all over my locker. I'm like, ha, 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 that's funny. So I, I pull them all off and grab my book and go to the classroom. Notice everybody's just kind of whispering and you know doing the whole thing. Go to class, open up my textbook, and inside my textbook is plastered. Darren's a fag all over my textbook. Everybody's whispering, doing their thing. Later that day, I go to shop class. On the shop table, it's carved. Darren's a fag. Wow. In the shop table. Have no idea who did it. To this day, I have no idea who did all this stuff. But the whole school's in on it. And so my freshman year was like miserable. Like it was that. It was kind of like just a funky, not having a clue what's going on. Didn't have a whole lot of friends. I had a couple guys that I kind of outcast guys that we, you know, decided to be outcasts and run around together. But the Lord showed me this last week that from that moment on, I decided that I was going to seek man's approval. Wow. Like last week, the Lord unraveled this thing and said that that was the moment when I decided in my heart that I needed to seek man's approval. Like I'm going to make people like me. I had to get people to like me from that moment on. And so, you know, you look at being in ministry and you look at trying to move forward in things like we're trying to do here. I'm getting some pushback and I'm getting some flack for the prophetic or certain things or wearing a hat in church, you Mm -hmm. know, or whatever it is. And some, some critical statements being made about me. And there's this, there was this fleshly tendency to like alter who I am and alter what I'm doing just to get people to approve of me. Yeah. And I'm so glad that I went through that last week and you team that up with all these things that I've, you know, been reading and and been, and been, uh, allowing to kind of shape my mindset a little bit. Cause I I really didn't think that that still affected me at all. And I don't, I don't know that the Lord was saying that's affecting you. I think he was showing me where it came from. Where it started. Like that's where the lie was at in my life Mm -hmm. that I had to do things to get people to like me. I had to do things to get man's approval. And all, th- all three of us that are sitting here, like we've been qualified, we've been commissioned, we've been approved of, and we're going to face, I t- I've told Jason this, when this recent stuff kind of came up against me, we're going to face much bigger problems than this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? Definitely. This ministry, if it's effective, it's going to face much bigger problems than somebody not liking Darren's hat. Oh yeah. Or somebody not liking even what Scott Tilly says. Yeah. We're going to face much bigger problems than that. Yeah. Why? Because Jesus like guaranteed it. Yeah. <laughs> he oh, said, yeah. you will have trials. You will have problems. You, know, you will have issues come up if you follow me. And I don't know, man, it was, there was a healthy sense of just release from that moment. Like I was able to see the lie. I was able to, uh, accept it as a lie. And like I said, I go back and I read these, you know, I'm not everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, am I okay with that? Am I okay with 
five years from now, somebody having a problem with something that I say or something that I do or my personality, you know? There was something that came to me when you were talking uh, talking about, you know, as a child, um, the kind of the lies that were poured into you. And I just want to encourage anybody that's listening because it's not just children. It could be adults, too. The scripture that came to me is the scripture that talks about uh, his words being at home in you, because when his words are at home in you, then they live there. And if lies try to come into your heart, because at home in you is your heart. Yeah. And if the lies try to come into your heart, they're not going to they're not going to fit in because they don't live there. This is not your home. So they're going to have to get out. And I just want to encourage anybody to anybody that's going through lies being poured into them, because there's I'm sure there's kids that listen to this, too. that deal yeah. with that at school. They deal with bullying. Yeah. Make the words of God at home in your heart so that there is no place for anything that's against what God has said about you. Because that is our, that's where our protection is. And even knowing the word of God is what allowed you, when you identified it, to protect yourself from what was poured into you. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's later in life or if, it, or if it was when you were a child. If those words were at home in your heart, you're going to be covered from any lies that are, that are thrown at you. Because I dealt with some of that when I was younger. Yeah. Like I, wasn't, I, I was good at sports, but trying to be good at sports, I was doing that so that I could be accepted. Right, yeah. Because I wasn't accepted for the clothes that I wore. I wasn't accepted because, you know, I, I my dad wouldn't even give me a haircut when I was a kid. Yeah. He was like, that's wasting money. I'll cut it myself. You know, so it looked yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it looked horrible. So, you know, I got the teasing and things like that. And when I started playing sports, I realized people like guys that are good at sports. Yeah. So my whole aim, and this went, and it's crazy you tell this story because – that started in middle school for me and went all the way through. I was a professional basketball player. I was playing professional basketball, not because, you know, I wasn't submitting my works to God. I wasn't doing it for myself. I was literally doing it so that other people would like me. Yeah. And it started as a child being teased, being talked about what kind of clothes you never had a pair of Jordans, you know, all this kind of stuff. And so I encourage anybody having the, the words of God in your heart, you will never accept lies because he is the way, but he is the truth. Yeah. And you cannot be deceived when you're clinging to the truth. It's good. It's good. And I think if, if you're an adult and you're facing that and you're surrounded with people that are just adding to that lie, mm -hmm. I give you permission to like leave those relationships Amen. Mm -hmm. I do. I give you permission to leave relationships that are just feeding a demonic lie in your life that you're not qualified, that you're not good enough, that you're not worthy. And the Bible says that when you seek, you will find. So I want to challenge you to leave those unhealthy relationships and pray and seek for good, loving people that God wants to put in your life to speak truth and speak life and speak freedom into your life. Um, we on the kingdom bringer podcast, give you permission. Yeah. You bounce totally bounce like yeah. a kangaroo. Yes. Cause it's not, <laughs> I mean, we have the, I think another lie that we have, or we can swallow sometimes is that like we can fix things or fix people, you know, like oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we stay, people stay in churches their whole entire life because they're, they're going to change it from the inside out. Guess what? They're not. They stay no. in relationships. Yeah. This so, I, yeah. I can I can keep this guy from beating me if he just loves me more. That's exactly if right. If he just sees, mm -hmm. I yep. can you know I. Yep. Whatever. Yep. I, the, you can't change anybody, man. That's honestly, the Holy Spirit's job. Honestly, that's that's one of the 
man, that's one of the scariest things that, that I've dealt with is God showing me that sometimes it's the people closest to you that the enemy wants to use to, to send these lies into your heart. Like, because oh, yeah. there was a ton of people in Easy my life. Easy access, man. I'm telling you, because yeah. you let your guard down with people that you love and people that are close mm-hmm. to you. And so there was a level of discernment that I needed to mature into. Because I was just walking around certain people like, oh, yeah, whatever you pour into me, whatever you say, I know you'll never hurt me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, the enemy does not have any boundaries as far as who we will, he will influence to, to bring you away from the truth he's of not your pre- life. He's not prejudiced yeah. at all. He does not care. <laughs> he will use mom, dad, yeah. sister. Like, he doesn't yeah. care. And so I just encourage people to pray for discernment. Uh, I'm not telling you don't talk to your families, but I'm saying yeah. you need to discern because even the closest person to you, there are things you need to receive, but there are things you don't need to receive as well. Yeah. And you, let your, let that, I call it like a, a red flag from the Holy Spirit. If you're feeling that and that discernment is just all over the map, then there's probably something wrong. Yeah. It can be around somebody that you're super comfortable with. Yeah. But if they're pouring the wrong things into you, man, just allow the Holy Spirit to reveal you what that is and just move from that relationship. Listen, this is so true that the closer Jesus got to the cross, the smaller his circle got. That's right. Wow. The closer he got to the cross, the smaller his circle got. And <laughs> I just think about them eating that meal before, and, and Peter was just like adamant, man. Like, dude, even if all these punks here leave, I'm going to be right beside you. Yeah. Even if every one of these guys... And yep. Jesus makes such a good example. Hey, you're actually going to be the one that denies me three times. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah man. I, that's that's good. good. If you watch it, man, it was him. It started off one. It turned into 12. It turned mm. into 120. <clears throat> yeah. It turned into, you know, or 12, 70, 120, 12. 31, 20. Three, none. Yeah. You know? And mm-hmm. by the end of the day, he's hanging there on the cross. With his mom standing there. Mama. Yeah. Yep. You know? Yeah. That's good. Ooh. So if you don't have a good mama, go find a good mama. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think there's some good. He's a mother to the motherless. Pray That's for right. your mama. That's right. Pray for your yeah. mama. I love my mama. Cindy Tilly, I love you. Love Patty you, Ingrid Hagen. Oh, yeah. Shout out to all the yeah. mamas. Ingrid yeah. Hagen, love you, my. In- Ingrid Hagen blesses me when I'm wa- like just as much as he and Tara are blessed me, his mother. His mother's reaction to, and his father's now. I saw his dad yeah. get got Yo, on there. That and, was crazy. My dad <laughs> does not do that. Like seriously, that was like, man, I almost cried. Cause I I'm was like, gonna man. say, where were your emotions at when you saw your mom's name, but it said dad? It said da- yeah, because yeah. I just assumed it was my mom, and then yeah. my dad got on there. He he's like, keep keep teaching and, and preaching, you Ooh, know? and so he's good. like, it it was like dash dad, and yeah. I was just like, let's go, man. <laughs> that was so cool. So cool. so awesome, Talk about man. approval, man. That's good. I just Love got it, I just got ghost bumps, holy ghost bumps, That's awesome. man. That's good. Love it. So what's some uh what's some final some final thoughts here, Scott? What what kind of lesson did you learn from that? I feel like Holy Spirit brought you to a place mm-hmm. of kind of conviction, right? I mean, he, he, oh, he, dude, yeah. he convicted you of some things that you can control yes. on your end. Yes. What's some what's the overall lesson for you? More of him, less of me, man. Just more of him, less of me. And, yeah. And that's, I think, where the desires of my heart come from, is more of him, less of me. Um, I think about that scripture, about, and I get this depiction of this hand from heaven and it being the righteous right hand of God. And he's literally placing desires in my heart the more I desire to be with him. He's just, just 
plucking them right in my heart and saying, this is actually what you're going to chase. This is what you're called to chase, you know, and humility, bro. That has been such a big word for me lately. And I think immediately when we, when he, when we hear things like that, it's like, well, you must not be humble. You know, maybe God's teaching you humility because you're just not being humble. Maybe he wants to take you to the next level of humility. Yeah. Maybe you've been humble. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's what it looks like is a glory to glory mindset. And if you want to receive the next glory, you're going to have to humble yourself because it says he will exalt you. Like if you humble yourself, if you become a servant, because that's what Jesus did. Like Jesus didn't come to have a microphone in his hand and to get, you know, have a huge church service. He did that. Right. Right. He did that. But what his goal was, was to create a family relationship inside people so that they would know when they were sent out how to establish the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Like that's what it was manifested from was time together, uh, relationship together. And, you know, I I really I don't know. I don't want to get too deep into this because I know we're wrapping up. But one of the things that that drives me crazy is um, this attitude of. Well, you can't have a big church or you're doing it wrong and you're false teaching. Like anything that's stewarded well and is healthy will grow. Healthy things grow. Like mm-hmm. it will, you know what I'm saying? So, yep. uh, you know, um, and I don't know why I felt compelled to say that. Like I just read so many things where people are like, if you want to hear a real preacher, go over here. You know, it's like, dude, yep. if you have the Holy Spirit within you, I'll listen to you all day long. I don't care what you have to say. Like as long as it's lining up with the word of God, like, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not picky on who I listen to when it comes to somebody who's spirit filled, you know? So yeah, man, for me, it was just, the whole thing was just humility for me, dude. Like in its simplest form, humility. Um, and I, I am, I am honored that my dad chooses to deal with me in that way. Like I never at one time during that whole conversation with the Holy Spirit was like, Oh, he's beating me. This hurts. You know what I'm saying? It was Mm -hmm. like, it was like this pruning. I could see, kind of this end result of what he wanted to do like not that i'm there or that i'm obviously like i look i strive forward to the goal that i'm called to but yeah there was this instance in that in that pruning process when i was on my face with tears in my eyes and my hands folded and just eating the ground that that the lord was just like hugging me like I love you so much, you know, like I, I love you so much as your dad and I, and I want the best things for you. Like everything that I have is off the top and I want you to experience life with me because apart from me, you can do nothing. You can't do anything, Yeah, you know? And for me, that was it, man. It's it good. a good dad and a son moment. For it's sure. good. And it, something I shared with you after you told me that was the world does not need another Stephen Furtick Mm-mm. or another Bethel, Mm-mm. another Bill Johnson. It needs one thing that it does need is, is Scott Tilly fully knowing who he is, mm-hmm. fully knowing the, the, the power and the, uh, the authority that he carries and the giftings that he has humbly. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Amen. You know, it's it. There's a fine yeah. line there. Oh, dude, knowing yeah, the power sure. and the authority that you carry humbly. Think about think about uh, the the night before the crucifixion. Jesus is in the garden, and I think we talked a little bit about this. The Roman soldiers show up, yep, and they're like, "Where is he?" Judas is, you know, the kiss of death, and and Jesus is like, "Hey, just before I go, I want you to know one thing. If I wanted to call down legions of angels, you'd all be dead right now." 
Yep. Like, mm-hmm. but but I'm choosing this. Yeah. Every that's the, that's I'm glad that you talked about that because that's another thing that God shared with me um, in that moment was that everything in life we do is a choice. Yep. Yeah. You can choose joy despite horrible circumstances. Mm-hmm. You can choose purity despite the temptation that's in front of you. Yeah. Everything we do is we choose Jesus or we don't. Yeah. You know, so. Amen. It's good. Chris, any final thoughts, man? Um, if anything, I just want to encourage, you know, encourage you all that um, every day you wake up, like your day starts with you, like Scott said, making that choice to choose where your validation is coming from. And one of the things that I've, it was a tough lesson to learn. Like this was convicting to me, but God was showing me who I was running to. And when I get up in the morning, the first thing I used to do is grab my phone before I get on my knees. Mm -hmm. And he showed me that I was running to Facebook and Instagram to get my validation from there instead of running to him. Cause what you put first is it shows that you care about the most. So that hit me. So I just encourage, you know, everyone to address in your own personal life where you're running to and where you're going to first. Like what sits on the throne of your life? Mm. Is it God or is it people? Is it your job? You know, what what are you putting on the throne of your life? You guys know I'm about to make a big, a huge decision, you know, Mm. as far as what I'm putting on the throne of my life. And it changes things. And when you have that order, like. God is first, then my family, you know, I'm telling you, it opens the door for the spirit to just move freely because that is the order that he set for your life. And if you care what he thinks more than you care what everybody else thinks or what your job thinks or what social media thinks, then his spirit is like, okay, now you get it. Now I'm welcomed in and I'm going to blow your mind. And so I'm, I encourage you guys because I'm excited about what God is doing in this order and what we've committed to. And now we're already seeing the fruits of like his spirit just freely moving in the order that he destined for us to have. Yeah. It's not it's not as complicated as the enemy will try to try and make it seem. It's just put God first and let him deal with everything else under him. Under him. Keep him on the throne of your life. That's good. Ooh, that's good. That was a good final thought. Well, guys, we want to encourage you, again, to rate, review, subscribe, and share if you like this podcast. If you're touched, moved, encouraged by what we're doing here, get the message out. Share it with your friends. And again, check the show notes for a way that you guys can partner with us financially. We would much appreciate it. Until next time, be blessed. Be blessed.